and welcome to the RC Sports Casting Podcast. I am your host, RC Jr. Don't forget to check us out on social media on our Facebook and Twitter at RC Sportscasting. We're on all the major platforms, whether it's Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, Google, Amazon, you name it. Whoever you prefer to listen to your podcast, please give us a high rating to help us spread the word. Today, we are talking Brandywine football with head coach Justin Kinsey. Coach, welcome back to the RC Sportscasting Podcast. It's been a minute. It has. Thank you very much. It's good to be back. Definitely glad that you invited me back. It's always awesome to do these with you. We're kind of doing this remote as uh, both of our busy schedules. Um, I came right off of the baseball diamond broadcasting a baseball game, and you had weightlifting. So we were going to do this at the studio, but we're like, hey, why not? Let's just, you got weightlifting. Let's just do the podcast here. So, um, I think we're finding out, though, that, you know, you're trying to, with the T-shirts, you're trying to make this a, a football school, but we, we, had to, <laughs> we had to sit here and wait about a half hour for our basketball team to get through with their open gym before we could start doing this podcast because we're literally sitting in the middle of the auxiliary gym here at Brandywine High School, but it's all good. The basketball team deserves it for what they, were, what they did. Oh, absolutely, and I think, too, that it's just it's part of being here at Brandywine that, you know, we have – you know, the band is in here all the time working out. I know even during winter I was helping to coach freshman basketball. And, uh, you know, there'd be times that we would show up for practice. We would show up for practice and like, oh, shoot, there's a middle school game. There's a high school game. And, like, we'd have to get real creative. It's just uh, it, it's, it's great that all these kids are so active and doing so many things. So, year one in the books. Yes. Let's let's kind of dip into that. Let, let's just talk about. I mean, kind of give a kind of quick synopsis of of what your your reflection of not only just being the coach but being at Brandywine after you've been here a full calendar year. Yeah, so it's almost exactly a calendar year. I think it was the start of May last year that I was board approved. Um, yeah, so it's it's been an experience. I know I love you know coming from Indiana, uh, you know teaching and coaching in Indiana for thirteen years teaching, nineteen years, eighteen years coaching. Um, Indiana for the last fifty years, all of these small school corporations have consolidated, and I get it. It streamlines it. It makes it you know less expensive to operate. But as a result, you know I spent some time at Mishawaka Marion, which was at the time a school of about six hundred and fifty, six hundred sixty. And I was even putting on my resume, like, as small school experience, you know, whatever it was, eight years at Mishawaka Marion, 660 is a pretty good-sized school up here in Michigan. This is a small community, and it's, it's awesome because, you know, you get these kids that are all, they're all related to each other. You know, I have older brothers on the football team, younger brothers on the middle school track team, um, and it's, it's awesome to see just the way that I, as a coach, had to get creative um, with balancing my practices with other activities because these kids are involved in so many things whether that be the band academic other sports um and that just made me it it made my job more difficult as a coach uh but it felt a little bit more like coaching you know like i had to balance all of those things out uh but it was awesome it's great the 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 charm of the small school experience is it's it's real it's a real thing well you are a glutton for punishment because you literally exhaust me just from watching you on social media, because not only, I mean, just being a varsity head football coach, I don't care at what school, at what size, demands so much time of you personally for everything. And, and you're a family man. You're married. You have a wife. You have two sons. So, I mean, you have all of that, too, to balance out. And then, oh, by the way, once football season was over, oh, what the hell? I'll just help coach freshman basketball. And we go through the entire winter time of coaching basketball. And, oh, let now let's coach middle school track. Good lord, dude! How do you do it? Well, you know, you're, it, and you're not you're not 25 years old anymore either. No, I mean, don't say that too loud because <laughs> I I sometimes I think I'm 25 years old. I like to I like to believe that my body can keep up. Uh, at some point, it'll give out. I just got to get all the mileage I can out of it while I can. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely a challenge. Um, I'm I'm grateful that I've got a, fa- a phenomenal family. You know, my kids are 16 and 14. My my youngest is going to be on the he's going to be a freshman on the football team next year. He was an eighth grader on the football team this year. Um, my wife is helping to coach the middle school track team. She ran track in college and ran cross country in college. Um, she's actually while we're lifting, she's in here running on the treadmill right now. So she kind of figured out like 
in order to spend time with my husband, I have to like come to basketball games and come to baseball games. And it's awesome because the bug has bitten her. Now all of a sudden she went from, you know, didn't care anything about sports to now she's obsessed with sports. She's watching ESPN with me. You know, she's, we're getting ready to go to the Indy 500. And, you know, she was texting me about, you know, Stefan Wilson got, got in a crash and hurt his back. And she's texting me like, oh my God, do you think that Graham Hill is going to get the seat? And, you know, I was having a conversation with her about that. It's like, she's kind of like adopted this like coach's wife where now all of a sudden, you know, just like us here at Brandywine now, everything is sports, 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 sports. And it, it, it's awesome. It's a lot of fun. And uh, I, I definitely couldn't do it without them. Uh, I'm grateful that my neighbors aren't calling code enforcement about my lawn. I'll get to it eventually. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's been a lot of fun. I love being here. Looking back last year on the football season, I, I don't, I think we, we've talked, I mean, as far as, you know, the games, but I mean, just to reflect back on as you're moving forward into the 23 season and what you're losing from the 22 squad, I mean, you're losing some dynamic seniors, not only from a production standpoint from athletes, but, um, you know, and I was on your staff last year, and, and I told you this. I've never, in my 10 years of coaching football here at Brandywine, I've begged and pleaded for leadership from our players, especially from the seniors, and it just seems like each year they just, it's so hard to get today's kids to step up and be leaders. And when I say that, and to me, one of the true characters for me as a coach, being a true leader and what I'm looking for is sometimes you want your your kids, your players, your leaders to step in and say things when you don't have to basically say, coach, I got this, uh, you know, where it's a situation where a lot of times where a coach needs to step in and handle a current, whether it's loafing at practice or something's going on in the huddle at a game where a lot of times the coach has got to take care of that situation you beg and plead that sometimes that you could have kids to step up and say, Coach, I got this. We had that last year with not only Michael Palmer, Phil McLaurin, and Owen Hewlett. And I remember I remember exclusively, I think it was the Berrien Spring. It was either Berrien Springs or Dewajak. Phil McLaurin took the halftime speech, took the locker room completely over. And I looked at you and I go, Coach, I've never seen that happen yeah. here before. I remember Saugatuck was a big one. In the end zone at halftime at Saugatuck, we didn't talk. They said, like, we got this. And we're like, all right. They, they, they're, that's, that's a cool moment as a coach, and obviously you being on the coaching staff. It's like, you know, we've spent two months working with these guys, and to see, like, in that moment, it's like, okay, they got it. We've done our job. We're cool. We can just, we can just focus on the X's and O's. They've got the locker room side of this handled. Um, and you're right, that – that doesn't happen very often. I've only had a few teams ever that I've ever coached or been around that had that. Um, and when that happens, you know, it's usually a sign that you guys are doing right things, and it, it's usually a sign that there's going to be some, some, some really big things to come. So I'm really excited about the future for that to to happen so quickly. Um, you know, that's the kind of thing I definitely wouldn't have expected in right. year one, especially you know I got hired so late into the process. It was basically month four. Um, but to have these guys kind of buying in and, you know, repeating the stuff that we were telling them every day at practice, it was, it was awesome to see how, how the, the guys have responded to that. The one thing that I really applaud you for um, is what you have done after the season was over in helping the seniors get to the next level. Whether, okay, yeah, you're not, you're not getting them into Central Michigan or Ball State, but you're still finding places where they can can not only continue their education but play football and get a little assistance with their education because we've got and I'll let you talk we've got several of our seniors that are going to be playing football at the next level where it wouldn't have happened I mean and a lot of that is credited to you for lining checking all the boxes and aligning the stars for them yeah and again it's the kids it's the families it's the community it's the school it's it's from the superintendent to the principal, it, it's just, it's the culture here at Brandywine. Um, and I think just one thing, and this is what I told the school board, and I know, you know, when I got hired, you know, Mr. Seidenbender said this in the in the, the Tribune article. Um, it's that when the season's over, I, like, I don't stop being a coach. Like, I live this stuff at 1 o'clock in the morning. My wife wakes up, and I'm still on my computer, you know, watching film in the off season. Um, and that comes down to, you know, when I'm in the middle of class, you know, if I see that a college recruiter is emailing, I've got a list ready to go of all of our kids. Um, you know, I, I do my best to try to maintain positive relationship with, with these coaches. Um, you know, I do everything I can just to be a good member of the coaching fraternity so that, you know, these guys, they come and they, you know, they, they, they know that we do things the right way here. Um, 
and it, again, it's the kids that do all of the hard lifting, all of the heavy lifting. It's just my job to, you know, continue knocking on doors and sending emails out when possible. So we say goodbye when we talk about the leadership, um, you know, you, you, you look at the likes of Michael Palmer and Phil McLaurin and Owen Hewlett, and then you had Jake McCubbin, um, to, to, say, to name a few. Um, but now you look at, when, when we talk about that leadership thing, I, I look at, and I know what's coming up, these guys, although are, you want to say they're irreplaceable, but three names jump out at me immediately for your seniors next year, and that is Brock and Connor Dye and Kevin Roberts. Those three are coaches on the field. And I guess that's kind of when I'm going back to where that's what you look for in leaders is they're, they're half player and they're half coach. And that's what when we said with Michael and Phil and Owen were, you're going to get exactly the exact same leadership from Brock and Connor and Kevin Roberts because that's what they are. They're coaches on the field. And it's, I'm really, really excited to see what's in store for, for particularly those three and others for their senior upcoming senior year because you're going to have great leadership coming back. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, such a big part of this. And I think, too, um, you know, it, it really is, I think, and again, not to throw shade at any previous employers, but I know, you know, spending time in South Bend and in Indiana, you know, Indiana has become such a, a haven of recruiting these you know these high school coaches are all recruiting kids from other communities and you know we would walk the hallways and hear these kids saying that all oh, my cousin goes to this school and I'm trying to get him to come to this school and you know there's such a reliance on that in a lot of areas and it, it, you have to build a system where we're generating our own leaders you know there's got to be something in place I can't go out I can't get an airplane and fly to California and hand pick my next will linebacker I can't you know drive down to, to California and get a guy that's going to be a, a leader for my team. I have to find a way to, to give these guys the skills that they need to do it themselves. Um, and a lot of these guys are just natural leaders because, you know, they've, they've been a member of, of all of these programs academically and athletically. Um, and I think that, you know, it is just it's, it's polishing those skills that are already there. And I think it's got to start with, um, you know, us getting youth football back, which obviously we're not getting we're, off this. We're, we're not getting we're, off this podcast oh, without no, talking about no, that. We're, we're, I'm saving that. We're going yeah. to a huge part of this podcast is going to be dedicated to that. Yes. Yeah. But I think, you know, even, you know, identifying now we have our eighth graders going to be ninth graders that are in there kind of, you know, leading the weight room while I'm out here doing a podcast um, and giving them opportunities. And I'm specifically picking a kid and saying, hey, you run this right now. You know, we're going to get ready to do a, a, a Pop Warner, just a real quick little kids camp for for skills and stuff. And, you know, we'll charge 20 bucks. Kids get a T-shirt, but it's just to get kids excited about football. But 90 percent of that is so that I can take these upcoming freshmen and put them in a situation where they can be leaders and mentors to young people because they're about to get, you know, treated like freshmen in a locker room, just developing those skills. Um, and I think, you know, you named a couple of them, but, you know, realistically, we've got a whole team of guys that, I mean, you know, you got Gavin Schof, who is, he might not be a vocal leader, but he's a, you know, do as, you know, do as I do kind of leader. You got yes, Kate, great point. Yes. Yeah. You got Caden Reith, who's going to be a guy that, you know, you could stab the kid and he would still be out there playing. I mean, he's just like, there's so many kids on this team. There's so many young men on this team that just, you know, when you put it all together, it's just like, man, I, I like I've got it bust my butt I have to put the work in to give these guys the shot that they that they deserve to be the football team that I know that they can be and by the way for the for the background noise that's just pure football adrenaline going on in the weight room so we're right outside the door of the weight room during uh, one of coaches uh, weight training sessions so um, real quick too I want to ask you um, when when you talked about Indiana and, and not only you're an educator here you're a teacher you've come from Indiana and what and my one of my first questions, obviously, with what happened at South Bend Clay and the in this closure, is there a would there be an, an exception under with the current p- kids that live in that Clay neighborhood geographically that's so close to us? Is there any exceptions to where they could bypass like out of state to, to where Brandywine could be an option? for some of these kids to come to school or does or you cannot get past the out-of-state tuition? You know, and this is obviously discussion for people with a much larger uh, paycheck than me. 
Um, but I, I think that that's one of the really frustrating things. I know that they had uh, the, the the parents from Clay, and I know that they're still fighting, and God bless them, they're still fighting. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing is, I mean, even in South Bend, that's one of the, the, the only communities left in South Bend that has a true community. Correct. Because at Riley, we had kids bust in from all over the city of South Bend, which was great, don't get me wrong. But Clay has a true community. Half and, my half my family went to Clay. Yeah, um, and it's a shame. And I know I'm I'm a good friend with you know Coach Mitchell up there or down there at Clay is uh, I'm so used to saying up there You're being right. a Southsider. Hey, right. down there at Clay, you know he's I mean there's not a guy, and I know that he hasn't had a lot of success on the field, but the fact that he has put a football team on the field for four years in spite of everything going on, I mean oh my God, there's not a man in Indiana that deserves more credit than that man. Um, and just to see the way that like those parents are so frustrated. And I know that that's one of the discussions they had was obviously, first of all, what can we do to become our own school district, which is not that easy of, a, of, of an answer because obviously they've got active buildings. I know like when green, uh, uh, green township on the South side of town separated, there were no active buildings in green township. So it was a pretty clean cut. But, you know, for Clay, they've got Clay, they've got Clay Intermediate, they've got Darden, they've got Swanson. There's four active buildings. They can't just secede. They've, they've got, you know, South Bend School property. Um, and I know that that was one of the discussions that was had was, you know, geez, there's you know, a community five minutes away that we could, I mean, literally five minutes away. We're closer to Clay than any other South Bend school. And I just, to the best of my knowledge, there's just not, you know, the, that's like me being an Indiana taxpayer. You know, I pay taxes in Indiana, and that money is supposed to follow my kids, and it just vanishes because my kids don't go to school in Indiana. They come here. Um, I don't know, man. I, I, I really wish there was something we could do because I know that there's, just like you said, I mean, it's a great community. God, I, those people are so awesome. I, you know, we always loved playing against Clay, and that's why, I mean, even, you know, some of the years that they had a really bad football team, I was always so quick to, you know, we'd get up 35 to zip, and I would put my, my JV in, and I just, you know, I'm not going to run it up on these guys just because, you know, that they, you know, they they're, they care. They're there because they, they care about the purple and gold. Um, it's just it's a bad situation. And I understand the, the, the school corporation is really behind the eight ball, too, because, you know, their enrollment's so far down. You know, something had to happen. Probably something should have happened 10 years ago, and now they're still just kind of, dealing with the uh, the loss in revenue, but it's, it's a tough situation. Speaking of you as an educator, you're obviously now, a, you're a teacher here at Brandywine. Obviously, when you came in here, um, you know, and you started before school started is fr from a football coaching standpoint, then the season came. Now now that you've been here and now that you've, you've been here a full school calendar year, um, and now that kids have gotten to know you, that has to also is a huge tool for you as an internal recruiting source because you're seeing these kids in the hallways all day long. How many kids have you been able to reach out to since football's been over that you have now gotten in like, like, Hey man, come on out, try this. Has that, has that worked for you? Oh, for sure. And I think, you know, obviously the big joke is I would always laugh and, you know, coaching middle school track, I would always tell the kids like, listen, I don't care about track. You don't think I care about 200s. I care about getting kids out for football. And it's funny because it's a sport. Like once you actually get into it, like my wife and I would spend three hours putting together our, our, our roster of who's running what events. And I get obsessed with, I mean, any, you put me in charge of a tennis team and I think I'd freak out and spend hours and hours and hours putting together my teams. But um, but yeah, you know, doing that, being coaching all these other sports and then just being I, every eighth grader in this building has me as a math teacher. Right. So, um, just being able to build those relationships. Um, and again, like you said, just being able to recruit cause there's again, with us not having youth football for so many years, there's a lot of these kids walking these hallways that are eighth graders that they're football players and they don't know it, Correct. but they've just never played football because it's never been an option. Um, and so I'm, you know, just trying to fix that and kind of change those ideas. And the great thing about this community is I'm mean, speaking of great communities, Man, if I had football practice at 11 p.m., these parents would drop their kids off. Like, I love these. Th this this community is incredible. They are, if I say, you know, hey, your kid's a football player, bring them to football practice, that kid will be at the next lifting. I mean, that's that's the kind of community we have here. So, big announcement. Um, they're, they're changing uh, little cosmetics around here as next school year we're going to be officially, like, for – for anybody that follows Brandywine and uh, multiple sports, you always realize half the teams are maroon and athletic gold, and the other teams are maroon and Vegas gold. So you either got Central Michigan or Boston College <laughs> colors. Um, 
but now the school board, which I think is a great thing, me being with my military OCD and me, I, I love the call. It's like we need to have one color combination for all sports, one mascot logo. I'm, I'm all for that. Um, and that's happened and to where now we're switching to where the official school colors starting in the 23-24 school year will be maroon and Vegas gold. Um, so that means football – Football uni's got to change a little bit, Coach, and, and, and they're here. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, we have to change, obviously. Um, I'm a big fan, obviously. You know, I come from South Bend, so huge, huge Notre Dame fan. So the farthest we look from USC, the happier I am. <laughs> um, but obviously, you know, I explained in multiple multiple meetings, you know, just a reminder, like, you know, wrestling, just buy some new singlets, baseball, get some new hats, some new shirts. Like, we've got – face masks and we've i mean we've got a lot lot. of stuff that needs to change so the process has been ongoing i know even like talking to these these companies that we're trying to get quotes from for new jerseys i was trying to explain like okay so can we get a mock-up in yellow and a mock-up in gold like well we're not understanding so i I would send a picture and it was a girl's basketball picture it was ellie knapp celebrating and she's wearing maroon and gold with maroon and yellow clearly in the background it's like this is this is brandywine we don't really have you know a a specific color and i'm with you i think it's great to have you know even we have Kristen bivens in the, the central office who has been big on making sure we use the same headers and footers on our letters making sure we use the same the the, the slides when we make a slideshow have to have you know the yeah. specific format it just makes it more uniform and it's it's good about getting our brand out there and especially i mean you know with school of choice we have to worry about the brandywine brand um and so i think it's it's going to be awesome now to kind of you know get get everybody on the same page so it isn't a mishmash of a little bit of yellow a little bit of gold uh but it's definitely it's, it's an expensive process um football is we are you know again like i know that that right l bill was a little high this year but we had to replace the face masks we had to you know we had yellow chin straps chin straps cost money too so yeah it uh, it, it definitely adds up so we got new uniforms and and you've already got pictures of some mock-ups and we're i'm gonna post that on our rc sports casting uh facebook and twitter page um, when they're official when they are when, official, when they're official but they they do look and and even the uh the helmet logo is taking a little bit of a tweak. I like that. We're kind of going a little old school. I don't know if you want to mention that or if that needs to be weighted, but no, that's that's officially. Yeah, we can say that. Okay. Yeah, so and I like know, it. Yeah, we're going with the script cats on one side, and for this year, we we have the paw on the other side. We're, we've got some ideas that we're kind of bouncing around, um, but I definitely I like the script cats. The script so, cats is sharp. So for you diehard old school bobcats that what we're talking about is like what when i when i see the scripted cats i think of the 87 state champion baseball team with the cats written across their jerseys that that's the type of script that we're looking at um kind of like cal you know with with, yep, with the exactly. cal bears um uh very similar to that to where we're going to have cats on the one side of the helmet so um but obviously it's going to be vegas gold color instead of uh the athletic gold so that is correct very it's the bobcat football team is going to look very different um come august and look even more different in 24 once you know there's more money allotted and stuff so kind of have to go on a limited budget this year but then in 24 season it's going to be full-fledged a complete facelift that we talked about we'll we'll save that yeah that's exciting stuff to to save yeah speaking also of exciting stuff you have got a lot of things um lined up for this summer uh seven on seven camp and camps and so i'll let you talk i mean you these boys they they got a full calendar this summer. It's not just we're, we're not just going to freaking Dwajak on Tuesdays or Wednesdays to do seven on seven. Yeah, you you're uh, you got some things going on. Absolutely, yeah. So we are uh, Bowling Green State University has a seven on seven and a lineman clinic on the same day. Uh, we're going to enter a seven on seven team like you've mentioned before. We were trying to get the Palmers to come be ringers for a couple of days, but you know I don't know if that's going to work. It'd be great to be able to throw to them a few times because obviously those of you who have been to any of our games know that I am not the most diverse passing coach. Um, although, gosh darn it, we're efficient. Uh, Owen Owen had a, a heck of a season throwing the ball because I never put him in bad situations. Uh, those spread coaches sometimes can put their quarterbacks in really bad situations for a late October in uh, southwest Michigan. 
Um, but yeah, so we have the seven on seven at Bowling Green, which is going to be a good opportunity for us to, you know, hey, let's go cover some Ohio schools. Like Ohio schools are. They legit. take football a little seriously. Yeah, they Just are. Just a little bit. Very much like Indiana. It's If you look at a calendar, it's probably easier to color in the weeks that you're not allowed to practice football. Right. Ohio's the same way. So like, hey, let's go try to defend these kids. If we I can, mean, let's it, face it. Ohio in football <clears throat> alone, whether high school, I mean, it's it's in the Mount Rushmore with with Texas. Oh, absolutely. Florida. You know, California. I mean, it's it's up there. I mean, there's there's no bigger states. It's not, like I said, it's it's on the Mount Rushmore of high school football in the United States. Yeah, I mean, we could end up out there defending Cardinal Moeller kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, like, hey, that's but that's the challenge I'm going to put these kids up to. If we can cover Cardinal Moeller kids, we can cover Bering Springs kids. You know, um, so we have that going on. Uh, we have one I'm really excited about. We're taking a team camp, uh, so we're going to go three days, two nights down to Manchester University, and we're going to go to a team camp. It's the the TMT camp that Bart Curtis runs. Um, obviously, Bart Curtis is a Indiana legend. I mean, he's one of the. If you list like the top five experts in the flexbone in the United States of America, he's right on that Mount Rushmore of flexbone coaches. Um, and so he runs the thing with his old offensive coordinator from Mishawaka, who's now a coach at McCutcheon. Uh, they have teams from Canada, Illinois, uh, Ohio. I, I think there's one from Kentucky or maybe Tennessee that comes, and then obviously a bunch of Indiana schools. Uh, so we're going to go down to that, and that'll just be an awesome, you know, it, it, that one is just as much about team building and having fun. And, you know, we always talk about uh, the movie Remember the Titans. It's that that team camp that they go to on Gettysburg that makes them a team. And, you know, it's I know it's a Hollywood cliche, but at the same time, it, it's really a great opportunity to, uh, you know, to, to spend some time together and uh, uh, build as a team. So I'm really looking forward to that. Um then we have I'm trying to think of what else we got. We have a couple of couple of local competitions going on that we're we're gonna get together with some other local teams, some guys that I respect uh, pretty pretty dearly that, you know, we'll we'll work with. Um I'm trying to think of what else we have. Oh, we have a big man Olympics up near Detroit. So we're taking our linemen up there and it's gonna be a fun day of fireman carries and who can do the most bench presses and we'll do a little big man seven on seven up there. Um but it's just it, it's gonna be a really fun opportunity to get these guys out competing and again just you know trying to change a culture and create an identity where we don't just we're not just you know athletes that happen to play football we're football players we're a football school we're focused on football a little bit more than we have been in the past uh, and that's a big part of that have you have you been able to get a pulse a finger on the pulse of how of roughly how many kids you think you might have in the program 9 through 12 so right now I mean I, I don't want to curse anything but um Right now, it looks like we're probably going to be about 35 to 40, um, which doesn't seem like a lot, but that's 10% of our entire student population. One out of every five boys walking the hallways will be a football player. Um, but again, you know, that's, I don't want to jinx anything. I'm going to knock on wood so we don't have anybody, you know, right. get injured. Um, but yeah, so we probably should be about 35 to 40. I know that's one of the promises I made to uh, Mr. Bender, Mr. Walker, is I was like, you guys are going to have to buy me new equipment. I promise you, we're going to get numbers out. And that's, uh, that's, you know, the goal is we might be a Division Seven football team, but we want to be a Division Six or a Division Five team in the locker room. Schedule: Are we last year's schedule just flip flopped home and away? Yeah, th- they right. also rotate, so it's not the same weeks. Our conference okay. games kind of rotate around, so okay. like we play Benton Harbor now. I think as our last conference game at home. Yeah, obviously. I I forget what the exact list is. Yeah, we'll play them at home. So obviously, yeah, the home and the away flips, uh, but then it shifts like everything bumps back a week but no new faces from an opponent standpoint oh no we do have a couple new faces so our non-conference schedule um we have picked up um we have coloma and hartford both on the schedule this year replacing from last year who uh we will not be playing sand creek that was one of our games we played Uh, i'm trying to think who else we dropped what else do we not play this year well we play water elite still play water elite still got saga tuck um, boy, I'm drawing a blank here. I'm drawing a blank too. Who do we replace? <laughs> Cass? Do we still? No, we, we have we, Cass. We have Cass. Yeah. Who did we drop? Oh my God, that's gonna drive me nuts. So yeah, Sand Creek, because that was just a two-year deal, which we did the home and away with that. Yeah. Um, ben Harbor. So I mean, you guys, Sean McVeigh. Everybody talks about how Sean McVeigh, McVeigh has a. Uh, photographic memory you can yeah. remember every play that is not me guys i am not that it's I'm definitely not, not that me dude. in my ripe age of 50 either yeah i'm not that dude uh it is we're not playing sand creek anymore water 
podcast. Sand Creek. Anywho, yeah, we'll, we'll come up. We'll, we'll 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 come up with it. Um, okay, well, let's get into the meat and potatoes and what's equally important um, to this program, and that is for several years now there's been zero feeder system and now after a year in you were it was just too short a time you you just simply had zero time to get anything started last year but now you're putting things into place and and now you have the pop warner tell us how that is going what can be done for those who still are interested Lay it all out, Coach, with with Pop Warner bring, coming back. I wouldn't say coming back to Brandywine because Brandywine's always just been a traditional rocket program with the Niles and Buchanan and Berrien Springs leagues. We're joining officially the Pop Warner National Rocket Football. Yeah, which I'm excited about. And by the way, it was parchment. There you go. So, it, admittedly, like our parchment game was probably like that I was the hardest loss last year. It was so hard because was, we just. We, I, we, for anybody that remembers that, was that game, one game we had no business losing. We and I, I mean, we legitimately just in the first half, like we just did not show up. We didn't show up anyway. But yeah, so that's that's that. in the past. Enough that's in the that. past. That's why I forgot that one because that's <laughs> hey, you know, shout out to the coach. He's now at playing well. Great job. He beat us, man. I mean, he yeah. just playing up schooled us, but that yeah. But anyways, um, yeah. So Pop Warner, really excited about Pop Warner. Um, again, like you said, you know, Rocket Rock is a phenomenal organization. You know got a long history they got a lot of great programs in the area uh pop warner just happens to be it's a national organization uh it's it's a well-recognized organization that's got its own procedures in place whereas you know if we were starting a rocket league uh, or a rocket uh i guess yeah a rocket league um we would have to do a lot of that stuff sort of on our own with no guidance uh, obviously you know we'd be able to reach out to other area rocket leagues and kind of you know get some guidance from them but, you know, for lack of a better term, you know, going to Pop Warner is almost like becoming a franchisee of a McDonald's. You know, like they have policies, they've got procedures, they've got lawyers who've put together their paperwork. Um, you know, they handle their insurance stuff themselves. They've got uniform guidelines. They do background checks on there. There's rules about background checks on coaches and stuff. Um, so it's just like we're joining an organization that has been around for a long time and you know, we're essentially becoming franchisees. Um but it's really cool because, again, they, they have you know scholarships. These kids have to turn in, obviously not the little, little ones, but the kids that are you know fifth graders and sixth graders have to turn in report cards, and the coaches have to have essentially like a compliance binder on the sideline side with them at all time. And um, the other coaches get to, like, as part of the pregame procedure, they check each other's, like, making sure, oh, yep, all of your grades are in, in good and everything. So it's just it's, it's a really good way to kind of get these kids that are fourth graders, fifth graders, sixth graders used to the idea that if you don't take care of business in the classroom, you don't get to play this week. And that's just, you know, that's something that I think is, you know, it's, it's education-based athletics. It's not athletics-based education. And I think that that's a big part of what the move, the move to uh, Pop Warner does is it, it, it really kind of enhances the mission of us as a school. Now, while Pop Warner is not necessarily affiliated with the school, Again, you know, it's it's our name, it's our likeness. You know, my face is all over. I'm at everything that Pop Warner does. Um, but again, it just it kind of enhances the idea that you know you have to take care of things in the classroom first. Um, you know, we want to win games, but most importantly, we want to be on that academic all-state team. Like that's that's what we want to do every year. The other program that somehow gets a little left out, I guess, and especially in this current situation with not having Rocket. In the in these last few years, now we now we have these current like who are going to be seventh grade like current sixth graders and seventh graders to where like I mean not only is it trying to build the sixth grade and below, but we still can't forget about the middle school program because right now that is just as essential because right now you're looking at the these middle school age kids right now these are the ones that haven't had rocket so what is being have you been reaching out and and the contact with the current 6th graders <coughs> of our elementary school obviously you have access to our 7th graders here yeah. since they're they're in this building but there's got to be a lot of contact and and communication with our current 6th graders that are coming up because those people are being kind of they're they're in that little dormant in that left out phase, but they're the they're the ones right now that have been the most affected. Oh, absolutely, and I think really that that's a, a good point because we have a lot of these sixth grade families who've re- 
reached out and have been like, hey, so are we doing Pop Warner instead of middle school? Like, no, no, no. We've okay. got a whole, like our middle school program, we, we take very seriously. And I think that, you know, again, you know, it might drive people nuts because, you know, we have a very, very thin playbook at the middle school level, but it is like a lot of these kids are coming in with very little football experience. Right. Um, that's like I had mentioned, even, you know, trying to do a youth camp this summer where, you know, even if it's just an hour after summer school gets out, you know, they can eat, eat lunch at the school and then come over here for an hour and we'll just learn about, you know, how to block properly and, you know, how to form fit and tackle on a bag. Um, but again, it is like it, it's it's like there's multiple things going on there's multiple balls up in the air at the same time uh, and that's definitely one of it is you know obviously we have the youth program started we've got everything that's going on at the high school but then you know we saw last year even with our middle schoolers you know we're going up against these kids that have been playing school ball together for five six years and half of our kids are just now learning what a two eye is and what a three technique right. is and you know what's cover three versus cover two so it, it's definitely been a big disadvantage and I think that it, it's really hard to hard to, to, to get across what a huge challenge that's been um, just not having a youth program. We're the only school that I know of in the area that didn't have a youth And what's program. heartbreaking is that the, for the last three years, our rocket-level age kids have had to go play, if they wanted to play rocket football, they've had to play with our arch rivals, with Niles and the Buchanan programs. I, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, and, I mean, you think about it. Like, if you are a fifth grader or sixth grader going to play rocket ball, at Edwardsburg, you know, and then you have all of your buddies and I'm sorry, but you know, you probably aren't getting real close and tight with your friend in art class. It's the guy that you're sweating with in, in, in the huddle and on football. And so how many of these kids have we lost to other programs where it's school of choice, you know, these Correct. kids can say, Hey, all of our, all of my buddies go to Edwardsburg. So I'm going to go to Edwardsburg. All of my buddies go to Niles. So we're going to go to, Niles. especially if they've went and played rocket football with them and they gelled and they were very successful and like, yeah. man, let's, let's keep these kids together. You know, let's, hey, man, move, move to Ring, you know, transfer to Ring Lardner or, you know, transfer to Buchanan. Yeah. I mean, and unfortunately, that's happening. Oh, absolutely. With, with a few kids. And kids want to go where their friends are. I mean, Correct. That's, I mean, that's what we don't, I mean, I'd love to stack some wooden mittens in that trophy case. But at the end of the day, we're in this because, you know, we, we love that brotherhood. We love the, the things that happen in the locker room. We love the, we love the camaraderie. We love all that stuff. And, you know, when these kids are getting it for three or four years in another school district, then yeah, they, they, they have the option to choose to stay with their friends. Why wouldn't they? I would choose to. So um, it, it's definitely, it's been a big challenge for us. And I, I'm hoping that Pop Warner, we've seen people from other districts now that are, you know, they, they're excited about Pop Warner because it's something different. It's something new. It's something exciting. Uh, and I think that enough people respect the Pop Warner name that I think you're going to be surprised. We've got well, some some people from other districts that are now doing Pop Warner for us. And not only is it football, it's cheer for the girls. It is, yeah. Oh, my God, that's I'm so huge. excited about I mean, that. I saw the I saw the uniform unveilings for both the football and the cheer uniforms. And and talk to us, too, about who you have like who you have steering the ship for your for the Pop Warner. Yeah, so I have uh, Jeff and Sean Mott are two guys that have been in the community for a long time. Great guys. Uh, I know that Sean uh, graduated from Brandywine. I don't know the year exactly. Uh, but I actually, he was one of my two middle school coaches last year, and he came on, and th that was always the plan. So I know, like, when he resigned at the end of the year, like, hey, guys, this was the plan. He was with us for a year so that he could kind of, you know, sort of cut the – you know, get the idea of how I, I run a program, you know, learn the same language, learn the way that I do things. Um, and then that way, when he went and took over for uh, Pop Warner, there'd be some cohesion there. Um, and him and I are still, I mean, every time he has any kind of meeting, I'm always there. I'm not officially on the board of Pop Warner. I'm just kind of like there as like a representative, I guess you could say. Consultant? Of, like a consultant. Yeah, sure. Um, but yeah, no, he's a great guy. And I think that that's really what's awesome about the they, you know, they were the first people that I talked to after I officially got the job. They were literally before I even met with you. I yeah. had gone to Wings, et cetera, and I sat down with Sean and Jeff Mott, and we talked about youth football. Um, and so, like these guys are as as passionate as I am about high school sports and about middle school sports and about Brandywine. Like these guys breathe Pop Warner, and it's a tribute to them because a lot of times when you have the guys that run these youth programs. That there's a little bit of a, I wouldn't say a hidden agenda, but normally, most generally, they're dads, and they have yeah. kids, they have their own son or daughter in the program, to where you're going to get their full commitment, but not necessarily for maybe only a year or two, and then once their kid graduates and moves on up, most likely they are too. Yeah. So with Jeff and Sean, they have zero vested interest yep. 
from from a parent or from you know they're they're strictly here they they have a brandywine interest they're not it's not a fatherly parenting interest which is huge oh absolutely and i know you know us coaches always call it daddy ball um and it's it is it's always like i'm here to make my you know my kid's a fifth grader and i'm going to get him an offer to to cal right here today on this fifth grade football field and it's like these guys aren't like that at all they understand like what they want to do and i mean what their sort of like mission is is they would like to see right now what we're doing is we're going to be participating it's we actually got approval to join northern indiana pop warner so we're going to be playing against indiana communities and so what we're hoping will happen is that you know through the the next couple of seasons they'll see you know the the things that pop warner offer these other communities and especially you know with with numbers being down you know as much as i want to beat the the niles and the buchanans and the colomas of the world you know i want to do what i can as a, an advocate for our sport to build up our sport and i think that you know one of the big drawbacks to rocket is it, it is it can be really hard to enough teams together whereas with pop warner you know you just if you can get 16 to 18 kids you can put together one team and then your one team goes and competes against other communities and i think that we would really like to see pop warner take off in southwest michigan where we can become our own sort of southwest michigan pop warner entity down the road um but again and that's not i mean that's speaking you know the the sort of the big picture that you know we are we're trying to do whatever can to sort of fight the curb of you know these programs that are dropping to JV only or these programs that are you know there's schools that are our size that are going to eight man I think there's a division six school that went eight man and it is it's you know once you go to eight man I know that the plan is you know that this is just a lifeboat that you know will go to eight man for a couple of years but man once it, you it's, go it's so well, hard yeah, to come back these teams don't come back exactly ask New Buffalo you know ask yeah. where I mean well I mean I think Bridgman's kind of an exception I think that's that, yeah. that that's a that's a whole other story on another day but um for those what is the window for signing up is i mean is it is are we already passed a dead is there a deadline where after a certain date it's too late to sign up where for people that are listening to this and still like i want my kid to play pop warrant brandywine is there still time who do they contact let's yes so I, you can still join the the cheerleading is closed which is obviously unfortunate because i know that you said there's going to be some people that didn't know this was out here um we've been on facebook we've been on twitter we've tried to been, been trying to get the word out through even you know the the brandywine um the brandywine facebook group has been sharing it uh but unfortunately cheerleading is closed and that's just because we needed to get paperwork in and we needed to get uniforms in um, but we've actually worked out a really good deal with uh, Rydell. We're we're a Rydell school, and we at Brandywine have a good relationship with Rydell. Um, I, for years and years and years, have worked with the same rep from Rydell, and so he's kind of told us, like, hey, if there are some late comers, we can get you a rush order of jerseys. It's not an issue. Um, so there is still time to join football. So if, if you're interested, if you're somebody who has missed one of our signups, I would just immediately Google look on Facebook, Brandywine, Pop Warner. Uh, you can't miss it. Send a message. That message goes right to Sean Mott. He handles it. His dad does not do technology, so Sean handles all the technology. But if you shoot him a message on the Facebook group, you'll, I mean, it'll be within a matter of minutes he'll respond because he's like me. This is all he does. Any guesstimate on how many kids you have signed up right now from a so, football standpoint? Yeah, so right now, and I, I, I'm going to butcher the, the classifications because I'm not 100% positive, but we were planning on trying to have two teams and the idea was generally speaking we wanted to have like a fourth fifth and sixth grade team and then we want a team that was like you know maybe second and third grade with some of the others maybe smaller fourth graders and we actually look like we're going to have um three teams that's awesome so yeah so we're basically going to have one team that's mostly fifth and sixth graders one team that's basically third and fourth graders and then we have one that's going to be the little guys and I know, you know, as a coach, you know, my, my kids never played football until middle school or my, you know, my Broderick never played football until middle school. Um, but I think that you know, obviously, you know, we don't want kids hitting too early. I think that there's definitely some, some issues with that, but I think with the way that Pop Warner does it, you know, it's, it, it's better to get ahead of the curve and teach them early how to tackle the right way. Um, I mean, kind of like hockey does. It's the same thing. You know, those kids think in their heads that they're involved in the most intense hockey game of their lives. And then from the viewpoint of the the fans in the stands, they're just kind of flopping around and falling on the ice. That'll be a lot of that in our pop Warner for the young guys. But it's just, you know, being able to get these guys in pads and, you know, hitting each other safely and, 
you know, seeing how much fun football can be. Uh, I'm really excited about that. And I think, too, you know, obviously being a guy that loves to run the rock, um, you know, a lot of schools, a lot of communities have done flag football. And I think flag football is phenomenal. I know, you know, Pop Warner has a flag football that they do in the spring, too, that we're going to try to do as well. Um, but I know, you know, as a football coach, the, the kids that are good at flag football are not always the ones that are going to be yeah. real valuable because, I, you know, though that little five foot two, seventy pound kid that's really quick might not be a tackle or a guard for me. I need the big boys, too. And the big boys usually don't have a lot of fun in flag football. Right. You know, we talked about at the very beginning of the podcast with the basketball kids. And I talked to Coach Knapp <clears throat> last week about, yeah. you know, you, you joke about this is a football school and, and Right now, it's, I mean, it is what it is. This is about basketball school. But the one yes, thing, yes, that, it is. but for you, Justin, the one thing that you have to look at, and you, you have Nate Knapp and Josh Hood, and you have seen what they have done with their own, how they've on their own have created their own feeder programs and what that has done. And now you see their body of work, and, and it's, it's solely accredited to them and their coaching staff and the people that help with these programs. But Nate and Josh, you can't find two people that have done put together a better feeder program for all these elementary kids from, I mean, as soon as they freaking get into kindergarten, you know, they have an option to play basketball for specifically Brandywine. And now you trying to do this now for football. So you have two very good, I want, I don't really want to say role models, but consultants, I guess. We can kind of go the <coughs> professional term. You've got two perfect gentlemen to talk to right here in these hallways that you work with on a daily basis. Yeah, and I think, too, and I, I know I put on my Facebook uh, a couple months ago when I was coaching basketball, um, you know, truly, like I, I think that in one year just being on the staff of, of Nate Knapp, you know, just from a mentor standpoint, just seeing the things that he does and the way that he does things, um, you know, and there's a lot of things like I know he mentioned talking about like Mike Palmer that he got on Mike and he's like, you know what? I knew what buttons to hit. And then there's different kids have different buttons. And it was just cool to be like, all right, so this is like what I've always done on a football field. And it was just cool to be like, all right, so this guy does the same thing. And so it, I would definitely say like, yeah, I mean, role models are mentors. Yeah, I mean, they absolutely are. Um, I've learned as much coaching for a year with Nate Knapp as I learned, you know, coaching with Reggie Lund and the man's a legend. Um but so I think that really a lot of what I'm trying to do as a football program is essentially like I'm not trying to reinvent the wheel. It is looking at what these guys have done. Like I know, you know, Josh Hood takes his girls to Wisconsin Dells and plays in a basketball tournament. And it's just like, yeah, I mean, it's great basketball. But most importantly, like those kids walk away. They love each other. Absolutely. Bonding. Yeah, it's the bond. And I think that, you know, it is like it, the, the blueprint is there. I didn't have to invent anything. You know, I'm not like some genius coach that, you know, came from you know, some, some, some foreign land that brings all these cool ideas, man, I'm just taking the stuff that they've already been using and I'm just applying it to football. Um, but the, the, the blueprint is the stuff that they've done. I mean, they really have, they've done the hard work to build programs. I'm just applying it to a football, yes. football field instead. So we are at the end of May or we're, we're coming up on Memorial Day weekend, which means school's out. Yes, almost. And which means football season's here. Because once the final bell rings of the school year, it's officially football season. Yep. So what's first for Brandywine football? I, we got to get these guys in the weight room ASAP. I know we, we will work out Monday through Thursday. I let the kids have Friday, Saturday, Sunday off because I'm big on, you know, man, it's summer. Yeah, let them be friends. kids. Let yeah, them be kids. Go hit the lake. And I'm big on, like, I mean, I want them to have their Fridays off, their Saturdays off, their Sundays off. Go shoot fireworks, swim, you know, ride horses, whatever it is you do. Camp, yeah. fish, inter, get exactly. on an inner tube. Have, just be a kid. Yeah. Just be a kid. Don't waste your whole summer playing AAU basketball or travel baseball or whatever, or even from a football standpoint. Take some time away and be a kid and make some memories with your family and friends and just do summer things. Exactly. And so that's that's a big part of what we do. We will we get out of school on a Thursday, so we have a half day. We're going to have a cookout that very first Thursday, which is always a great idea because the kids will stick around for food and then I can get the paperwork they need in their hands so that there's no excuses. Oh, I didn't know we had to practice on this day. Well, I gave you the paperwork when you got a hot dog. So you know that, you, you know, the dates, uh, but we will, we'll have practice. Our first lifting date will be that Friday and then we won't have another Friday that we do anything um, the rest of the summer for the most part. Uh, but yeah, that's the first plan is get these guys in the weight room. Um, you know, it's the 
the Jimmys and Joes, not the X's and the O's. So, you know, most of most of what I do as a football coach is basically being a strength and conditioning guy. And I know I've got Coach Nears Wiki, Coach Gage, uh, has done a really good job. Him and his dad have put together a really awesome uh, weight and strength program that he kind of borrowed from what he did at Marion University. And, um, you know, we've, we, we've just got to get these kids strong. And not just strong, but we do yoga. We do feed the cats. Big, big, big feed the cats. I know, like, my wife and I will sit and watch videos together about the science of speed and the science of, you know, cramping and the science of athlete development. Uh, which we apply it at, at track as well. Big on RPR, the reflexive performance reset. That's a new big thing we do. Um, it is just, you know, we focus on trying to develop the athletes. You know, the the football side of it will take care of itself. You know, that we've got to make sure that these kids are, these young men, these these athletes are, are in the best shape that they possibly can be. And especially, you know, as we're getting ready to do football stuff in the heat of the summer, you know, our ultimate goal, we don't like to think about it, we don't like to talk about it, but, you know, we've got some big boys out there in 90-plus degree heat. We've got to make sure that we're doing it safely and getting these kids so that they're not tearing up their tissue, they're not having, you know, heat-related illnesses. Um, but, yeah, it's just doing all those things to make sure that our guys are in the best shape possible. Well, Coach, let's, uh, let's get together here in a month or so and talk a little more on how the summer things are going. As we say, we just got done mentioning, hey, let these kids be kids. Um, I want you to – also be a husband and be a dad. So I want you, you talk about feed the cats. We're going to get done here. Your wife's sitting right next to you. Go take her out to eat, go home to your kids and, and be husband and dad. Don't you've been here all day. I'm take. I'm not taking any more of your time. It's okay. Hey, she's going to be with me at track practice tomorrow anyways. So it's, we, we get to spend plenty of quality husband and wife time together at the, at the, the track meets. So well, I appreciate you coming on, and uh, once I appreciate again, you having me. Um, follow um, the Facebook page with, with Pop Warner. If you have any questions, you can always contact me um, on RC Sportscasting or me on my direct. I can get you in touch uh, with Coach Kenzie if, if you don't have means to get a hold of him directly or with Sean or Jeff Mott. I'm always an option, too, um, to be a liaison, and uh, let, let's get this feeder program going. And I'm excited to be back in the uh, press box uh, announcing Brandywine football, and hopefully I'll be having my son doing the games with me as well, along with Terry Bohr. So I'm really looking forward to that. Um, so, but let's let's get let's get caught up. Let's catch up again in the middle of summer during all the middle of the madness when we can really talk X's and O's and we can talk football. Absolutely, hey baby, it's a football school. That's case, right. case you haven't heard, <laughs> Coach Kinsey, our head football coach here at Brandywine. This has been another episode of the RC Sportscasting Podcast. Don't forget, once again, you can check us out on social media on our Facebook and Twitter at RC Sportscasting. And also, obviously, we are on all the major platforms. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next time right here on the RC Sportscasting Podcast.